Hello, this is George Dunlap with georgedunlap.com and as my website says, I am constantly and ongoing searching for the best ice cream around. One scoop at a time. And I tell you, what a journey. It's been a long, uh, long winter, long spring since our last conversation back in the fall when I had the pleasure to talk with uh, the Cheneys. Uh, the winter, and it was a long winter this year, and uh, pretty much spring didn't hit until late, till late May. Uh, most of my friends that are in the, uh, the ice cream business, most of the shop owners, uh, all agree that it was a long winter. Uh, spring didn't start until spring didn't start till late middle of May. Uh, but the fun, the fun thing is, is that uh, they have made up and uh, and have gained tremendously. It's been a wonderful, wonderful spring and summer for them. In the ice cream business, they've had uh, a great year. They're doing very well. And uh, here it is, uh, middle of summertime, and we're already thinking about slowing down and getting ready to close for winter. So it's time for me to get started again. Uh, I've been busy. We had, we've had trade shows, and we've had new customers. Had the, had the pleasure to meet a lot of great new operators in uh, the ice cream retail side. As you know, I'm sponsored by the C. Nelson Manufacturing Company based out of Oak Harbor, Ohio manufacturers of in-store and out-of-store uh, ice cream cabinets, mobile push carts. And uh, Kelly Smith over at C. Nelson has been so gracious that, to support uh, this, uh, this website, this blog post. So I want to get back to work there, but uh, we're going to get started with the podcast, start talking to some of my great friends in the ice cream business, start uh, sharing some of their successes, start sharing some of their uh, not-so-successes. But uh, I keep telling some good friends of mine that I got. I'm very blessed to have the pleasure to be in the ice cream industry, one of few industries that uh, every customer who comes up to the window always has a smile. So we'll uh, settle down here and we'll get started. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to talking with a good friend of mine, uh, Tamara Keefe, with Clementines out of the uh, St. Louis, Missouri area. Actually, her website says Clementines, naughty and nice creamery. Uh, Tamara has been uh, in the ice cream business, she tells me, all of her life, as you'll hear her soon, she'll tell a story. Uh, she's enjoyed ice cream, and now she's at the point where she can create her own new flavors. She's uh, excited about her uh, third store that's going to be opening here soon, and also looking towards her fourth store. She tells me she's going to open a fourth one uh, the end of this year. Uh, Tamara and I have worked together on store one and two. Uh, We've, I've enjoyed uh, serving uh, serving her uh, great equipment, some good ideas, and uh, to be honest, Tamara has given me some great ideas. I love her passion. Uh, she's got a great story. Uh, she really emphasizes the, uh, her desire for small batch made ice cream. Uh, I think she calls it small batches, but uh, it even takes that homemade uh, brand and, and just really niches it down to a small batch specialty. Tamara is the owner, entrepreneur, uh, flavorist, if you will, and uh, concoction extraordinaire of ice creams, all clementines. So let's transition over to my conversation with Tamara. I hope you, have a, you enjoy this and I look forward to having uh, some more conversations the rest of the year. This is George Dunlap with georgedunlap.com. Thank you so much. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me all right? I can hear you just fine. Great. Where are you today? 
I am in front of my second store in Clayton on Demun. Holy cow, you are just going great guns here. Great <laughs> guns. I love that's, it. That's the goal. How, how long have you uh, been interested or been involved in ice cream now, Tamara? I've been making ice cream since I was a little kid, George. You oh. know, after church on Sundays, um, it's actually a really great story. So I come from a pretty large Irish-Italian family. Aha, uh -huh, no wonder. Yep. And when we were kids, we were really poor. And every Sunday after church, I would hear these other kids ask about going for ice cream. Okay. And so I hug on my mom's dress and I would say, hey, do we get to go for ice cream? And the answer was always no. And, you know, you didn't know you weren't supposed to make your parents feel bad for being poor, right? So, Did you even know? No, we didn't know. We just know that they got to do something that we didn't, right? Right, right. So anyway, so one Sunday we were driving home and we stopped at a garage sale because that's where we bought our clothes and right. shoes and whatever. And my mom, she found an old Crank and Boom for $2 oh. and she bought it. And we took it home and she said, okay, go change your clothes and do your chores and meet back here in the kitchen in an hour and we're going to make ice cream. And literally we've made every ice cream every Sunday my whole life growing up all the way until my mom died. And it's been a fa family thing. And right. so after that, it just became my hobby and my passion. You know, some people golf and some people scrapbook. I've always made ice cream. Well, you know, you got a couple of different iterations of your title. I mean, you've got into the boozy vegan title on your website. And then I noticed you also go into the naughty but nice type of a thing. I didn't know if that's a Santa Claus or a other uh, interest. I like how you do this. Oh, thank you. Well, so the whole naughty and nice concept is around our patent pending trade secret process for okay. infusing alcohol into the ice cream up to 18%. So it's super boozy and nobody else can do it like we can. Um, and then you have um, some niche products, right? So our vegan, I have a whole line of vegan ice creams that right. have a massive cult following all across the country um, because it's an actually, it tastes like ice cream. So it's really creamy and delicious. Tell me about your journey with vegan because, you know, it's, it's a tough uh, product, as you know. When we, you and I have <laughs> talked about this over the last couple of shows, you seem to have done very well in your formulation. Yeah, you know what? My vegan ice creams are actually my most difficult to formulate. Yeah. Because I think there are a lot of non-dairy options out there that don't taste very good and they're super icy. Um, and and they're, a they're a challenge. Um, it takes me a good couple of months to formulate a new vegan flavor. So when we come out with them, they're, they just they're fly off the shelf. Good. But we, ha we have our old standbys that um, our, our customers really really love but they are they're hard to formulate but they're really really delicious when you when done right you know you and i've been doing this for a long time and it's really exciting to see that you've come at this from uh from a child up to today's standards and you've seen ice cream change so much in the last many years and, and it seems like you and the operators today are now more excited about offering your customers different types of products and you're very comfortable doing it as opposed to maybe our parents used to do yeah, I think, and I think that even speaks to our unusual flavors, right? So Clementines yeah. were known as that 15-minute vacation for people. So you still might walk out the door with a gooey butter cake or Midnight Pleasures right. or Madagascar Vanilla, but you're going to be able to try some really unique flavors that you wouldn't necessarily commit to, but it lets you kind of be a little adventurous as well. Now, do you have your own little group, your little cadre of taste testers that you work with and back room sometimes when nobody's around? 
So actually, yes. So I actually created a whole customer advisory panel okay. when I first started Clementine's um, with people that lived in my neighborhood. So I have about 75 people. So whenever we're about to come out with a new flavor, I invite those 75 people to our kitchen and we do taste testing for different, you know, variations of the flavor. Right. Um, and yeah, so we actually kind of run like a serious sensory panel for all of our new flavors. Well, so you've come from this from a, as a child with your mom and your family and your Italian and and the Irish. Uh, how do you how do you uh, how did you go from having a hobby to having a a business that you have to pay bills and expend, you know make profit, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> I mean, a hobby is one thing, but a a business of is a different thing. Well, I think you know I worked in the food industry for a really long time, okay. George. And so I had an extensive background with food safety and traceability and running a P&L. You know, I ran a $70 million business for Abbott before doing this. So ah. I had a corporate career of 25 years yes. um, and it ended in the food industry. So for me, it was a very comfortable space. So I understood what it meant um, to have good food safety program. Right. I understood what it meant and what I'd have to invest in to get really good equipment. Um, I understood uh, and and know what it means to have good marketing behind your product, right? And great customer service, you know, and this generation is all about experiential dining, right? So how do you define that? So experiential dining is really where you go and have an experience somewhere. And I think people nowadays, they don't want to go to one place for everything. They want to go meet somewhere for drinks first. They want to go somewhere else and yep. have dinner, yep. and then they want to go to a third place for the best ice cream in America, and they come to Clementine's. <laughs> well, I'm a little biased, though, George. I'm a little well, biased. Well, you know, and I've watched you on social media. You and I have had the pleasure. I've had the pleasure to meet you. What four years ago? Yeah, yeah. And four, you know, five years ago. When you when you built your first store, and uh, you know, I remember when I met you. You know, you were you were a, a young lady with a mission. You knew what you <laughs> you knew what you wanted. And, uh, uh, you know, you weren't going to you weren't going to bend backwards. I mean, you weren't going to compromise uh, at the expense of what your goals and objectives were. Uh, and I think that's very, you know, uh, that's very important in today's environment because, you know, we're constantly evolving as, as, a, as a business group. You know, ice cream operators, we're, we've gone from the mom and pop uh, image, if you will, to a very professional. I mean, you were with uh, with Abbott's. So you're an extremely professional uh woman, operator, business person. Um, and food safety today is, as you know, there's many companies today who are kind of, you know, teetering on the edge of, of collapse if they don't get their food safety issues taken care of. Um, well, and I, I think that was important because when I decided to open Clementine's, yep. I had a very specific and set budget for food safety and for testing my ice cream and what that meant and buying the right equipment and having the right tools and working with my local regulators to make sure that they helped me build my right. food safety lab so that it was done the right way and that it was acceptable. Because even though I was from the food industry, I mean, I didn't know everything. So I had to really depend on a lot of other people in the industry who were doing it right. the right way. Um, to help me get set up, and it did take me longer, George. It, it you know, I, I could have expanded and opened a whole lot more stores sooner, but I wanted to be cautiously optimistic and make sure that my foundation was set up first. What would you say? You know, what would you tell somebody today that's starting a business now, knowing partially what you you know what you didn't know? Because that's always to say you never know what you, what you don't know until you get into it. But how do you advise somebody who talks to you today about new stores? Um, if you're thinking about going into the business, I always say, 
it takes twice as long and twice as much as you originally thought. Right. Yeah. Because there's always things that, that you're going to find out about that you, you didn't plan on or whatever. So I always say twice as long and twice as much. Um, and don't be in a hurry. Um, I think you want to do it right and you want to build your foundation the right way. And you want people to have the best experience that they can and have the best product. So I think going a little slower is okay if you're building a really good business. Now you've emphasized experience again, I mean, and you really you seem to be really emphasizing the experience issue. Uh, it's not just about good ice cream anymore, is it? No, it's not. It's it's it, it is that customer experience, right? It's it's when someone walks in your in your door, what do they see? What do they smell? Right. What do they hear? Are your employees smiling? Are they greeted when they come in the door? Are they, you know, said thank you when they leave? So it really is about all of those little touch points that makes a huge difference, right? So we let um, our guests come in and try as many flavors as they want, right? Okay. We have taster spoons and, you know, we know we have unique flavors, so we want people to try them. That's part of the fun of coming to Clementine's, right? It's part of that experience. Right. But, you know, I've been into other ice cream shops where they're busy and they're like, oh, you can only try two different flavors or they give you a limit. Well, you know what? At Clementine's, you can have 400 people in line, and often we do on crazy busy weekends right. and holidays, and I will still smile, and all my people are trained to smile and be patient and let you try all 24 flavors if you'd like, because that's part of the Clementine's experience. Well, you need to take the, excuse me, the retail side, but you're also emphasizing the small batch concept, I noticed mm -hmm. on your website and some other things, and it seems like a very strong emphasis on if you will, handcrafted or specialty made or unique made products. Uh, it sounds like you're really trying to say that you make and design your own products as opposed to somebody else in some far off plant. Yeah, I think, I think you know, we're the for, first and only micro creamery um, in St. Louis and actually okay. within five states of here. Okay. And that means something to people, right? So, you know, I always tell people think microbrewery for beer, but for ice cream. So in order to be a micro creamery, one, you have to be small batch, right? Real people have to make it. You can't be run in big, industrious, continuous freezers. Right. Right? So I think people appreciate that, especially in this in this day and age of of appreciation for handcrafted and and, and skilled, you know, right. with our hands. Yeah. So handcrafted, uh, or small batch, sorry. Right. No. And then handcrafted. So handcrafted. You have to make everything that goes into your ice cream. We make every single thing that goes into our ice cream. We salt our own caramels. We candy our own pecans. If there's a pie cake or cookie, we bake it, make it, and put in it. Or we collaborate with someone locally who okay. does okay. put it in there. So we're not buying, like, bulk crud, I call it, right, it's from somebody <laughs> or pieces or whatever and putting it in ice cream. That's not how I roll. So the handcrafted nature is really important. And third for a micro creamery, we're all natural. So we use zero artificial flavorings, fillers, emulsifiers, stabilizers, or anything in my product. Okay. And that's super important to me. So that's like that third component of the micro creamery. And then fourth component is around butterfat, right? So in order to be a micro creamery, you have to have more than 30%, I'm sorry, more than 16% butterfat right. in ice cream. Well, all of ours has between 16 to 18%, right? That's why our ice cream is so dense and rich and amazing and you don't have to have a big glob right because it's so right right it coats it coats your tongue and your palate and that's why you take a bite and like 
a minute later, you're like, mm, that's so good, right? That's all about the butterfat. That's, that's yes. what butterfat does for ice yes. cream. Yes, yes. And then last but not least is overrun. So in order to be microcreamer, you have to have less than 30% overrun in your ice cream. And, you know, as we all know, as folks industry, that's the amount of air that's whipped into the ice cream. Right, right. And, and so we have about 26 to 28%. But you know, the limits for microcreamery is under 30%. And that's why the ice cream is dense and it's heavy and it stays with you. It's not like you go into some place and that's right. That's hey, right. I know you got only got a couple more minutes. So that's all right. Uh, one of the one of the exciting things is, is that you number one, we've already discussed your exciting flavors, your history. What I'm excited about is knowing where you see yourself, and it looks like you're using social media to get to where you want to be in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Your caterings, your, your your catering is kind of going into a couple of different areas. I love the wedding pictures you have on there. Thank with you. The cart. Thank and, you. But you're not but you're not just doing catering. You're kind of doing a little bit of everything in that go to mobile operation, aren't you? Yeah, you know we do a lot of catering. We have Clementina, our ice cream truck. If you haven't seen her new video, you should check it out. All right, we're going to take a break from the uh, interview here with Tamara, and we're going to go to the. Uh, to the uh, clip that she's mentioning about the Clementina, her uh, truck. She starts out with a great uh, Indy 500 style uh, video. You can hear the, uh, the audio here for the next 55 seconds and then we'll come right back to Tamara with Clementine's. Clementine's Naughty and Nice Creamery. Be right back, thank you. Ever since I was young, I knew I wanted to work with my hands. was always part of it. I never imagined where it would take me. I can't deny my calling. serve the greatest handcrafted ice cream in the world. Naughty or nice? Cup or cone? Weddings or festivals? Birthdays or bat mitzvahs? Anywhere and anytime. Clementine's Naughty and Nice Creamery. cream bike and we do ice cream stations so we do them for corporate events and for weddings but you know we also have a pretty robust wholesale business so we sell to about 50 or 60 restaurants and hotels in st louis as well do you really mm-hmm. how i was talking my, my daughter's 26 and we we're talking the other day and she said dad i don't want cake i want ice cream for my wedding all modern brides do. Where does that come in? I mean, I love it. I mean, is this good for you and for our customers? But where is that coming from? You know, I think cake is so traditional, and it's kind of what your mother and your grandmother ah, did. That's that word in it, that word. Very traditional. And I think um, people are so used to going to weddings where they never even eat the cake, and people don't care about it, and it's too sweet. So I think ice cream is this great dessert that people love. Right. 
that 99% of your guests are actually going to partake in. And I think it's just, it's super fun and it's different. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. It's not that stodgy old piece of... Uh, Dried uh, out wet. Yeah, I'm glad you said that and I wouldn't want to say <laughs> that. But it is, it, I mean, it just seems, you know, I've, I've seen what you're doing with your with your social media and I was talking to her and I'm going, there is just this total, in this transition going on out there. And we went to a wedding here this last summer earlier part of the summer and uh, you know I'm sitting there watching and I'm literally scratching my head going I love it it's fun everybody's having a great time uh, and uh, there aren't a lot of dishes on the tables that still have cake everybody's eating their ice cream yep yep so, well it's thank you so thanks so much for your time and when do you plan on opening your third store I know that can keeping you busy here lately yeah yeah it opens next month uh, and then our fourth location opens in October oh. Good, good, good. And next year, you got a couple more planned? We do. Tamara, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate taking out your busy schedule. And uh, we really look forward to you know to seeing you soon. And uh, best of luck to you in your great ice cream store. Your journey seems to be fun. Thanks, George. Have a great day. Good thank luck, you. everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.